Hello. Um, just so you know, uh, Lockie's audio is rough <laughs> this week. Hopefully, I think I've um, minimized it mostly, but basically he was just like super heckin' loud. In fact, he starts this episode screaming my name. Um, and for whatever reason, the gain on his mic, I think, is too high up. And I'm a little quiet, so I've had to do a little fiddling with the volume level stuff today. So I think generally the podcast is probably just going to be on the quiet side of things. So you might want to, like, boost up that, get your iPod, you know, scroll the wheel. I don't know. Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. Just, you know, make it a bit louder or maybe not. Maybe I just want to protect your ears. And just so you know, this show's going to be. I basically, I mean, I just like the sound of my own voice. That's all the, that's the only reason I'm still talking. Let's be honest here. <sighs> anyway, there's not much filler at the beginning of this episode, so. So, you know. Okay. Okay. I'll leave you. All right, I'll let you go. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Welcome. The Time Played 3HRA podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louie. And my name is Lockie. And this week we played three hours plus, we, we played the whole thing, uh, which was about six hours, uh, of A Way Out. A Way Out. A Way Out. Let's take that away. Oh. Oh. Right. You, you want to do that again? No. <laughs> that was good. That was talent. Bring up three. Bring Wowzers. <laughs> like that? You're, bring, you're bringing the pain. This, the this pain? Evening. Yeah, the pain. I'm bringing the ice cream queen. <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing the ice cream. I'm bringing... Hey, you like ice cream, Vincent? <laughs> you like ice cream? <laughs> I love uh, ice cream. <laughs> I love ice cream. What up? Uh, not much. What's up with you? Oh, not much as well. Not much as well. Anything exciting, interesting, boring happened to you today, yesterday, or the day before that that you'd like to share with the group? Um, I mean, I could pick something out of the air, but I don't think any of it's worth. It's all worth. Hmm. I've, say I, that. I have, I have, um, Solid statistics that confirm that ninety six percent of our listeners prefer the bullshit than the game talk. Mm. Mm. Solid stats. I've I've done a survey. Mm. 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 Okay. Um. Well, here's one for you, right? Mm-hmm. I ordered some paper. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, sketch pads. Yeah, and this was like two or three weeks ago, mm. and as you may know, I've recently just totally redone my room in a way that it is designed to be cleaned. 
right? Nice, nice, nice. Everything has a space, except for the fact that, you know, those classic um, uh, plastic, like, Muji boxes, that the classic ones. You yeah. can't buy those anymore. They're not even a thing. Mm. So I need... And you can get ones off Ikea and some other websites, but none of them seem that good. And the ones on Ikea are super slanted on the sides, which is not at all what I want. Okay. But, um... So everything has a place except for the things that need to be in boxes, which aren't because I can't get my hands on any boxes. Uh, And I couldn't find these two uh, pads of paper anywhere. And I've just done my room so that I should be able to find everything at any time because Mm. it's all super easy to get to, all super easy to move. Everything has a place. Um, And I was tearing the house apart looking for it and I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. And then I found it. Oh. In the bottom drawer Mm -hmm. of my photocopier. Of course. Of course. I, p- I put it in there. That's, that's where like I store... a box in itself, dude. It is. And <laughs> that's where I store my photocopier paper. Uh-huh. And I'd forgotten that I'd also put these pads of paper in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I told you. You asked for it. It was bad. Yeah. I don't... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't regret asking... Because I like to know what's going on in your life. Sure. sure but also, I'm not sure. And maybe it wasn't worth it this time. Sure, sure, sure. Well. Because the hey, story it's... was, you thought you'd lost your paper, but you oh. hadn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's not about the destination. No, it's about. It's about the journey. And the and journey was somewhere the, in your The quality of storytelling uh-huh. that I was able yes. to convey. Yes. You could argue, <laughs> you might not argue, uh, but you could argue made it all worth it. Mm. It was be- beautiful prose. And, yes. Um, yeah, excellent. Speaking of beautiful prose, Lockie. Uh, yes. Uh, we just played a game together that I, I might argue has some of the best prose of, of gaming. Uh, yeah, it's quite a game we played this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played A Way Out, mm. um, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is a strictly cooperative uh, action-adventure game, which is pretty much sold around the idea of you got to break out of prison. That's yeah, defi- that's definitely how it's pitched. It's how it's pitched. It's in the name. It's yeah, it 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 in reality, hey, uh this will probably be a spoiler heavy spoiler. It's episode. so I, I think we should talk about the ending. Um so maybe let's leave the ending till the end of the pod. Okay. Um and I uh, we'll give it a little heads up, but we'll probably yeah, we'll probably spoil most of it um casually. So just bear in mind. Yeah. And this game's kind of stupid enough that you should probably play it beforehand. Uh, not stupid bad. I also Just... don't. I also don't think the story is the interesting part of this game. So, like, if you're thinking no. about playing it, um, don't worry about us spoiling it. 
uh, I don't think I would have had any real different experience if I had known the plot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this game definitely has does have strength, and uh, as you sort of hinted to before, the dialogue and uh, voice acting isn't necessarily one of this game's strong points. Yeah. So, I mean, how would you how do you want to give a go describing the sort of basic gameplay setup? It's kind of mm-hmm. it's the most interesting part of it. Um, how would you how would you pitch it? So this game has to be played by two people, has to be played together, uh, and the screen is split down the middle, and you can see both people's screens at the same time on your one screen. Even if you're then, playing like online or local, it doesn't make a difference. You'll mm-hmm. always see the other person playing. Yeah, it's uh, like local co-op, PlayStation 2 sort of vibes, but permanent and that's actually funny that i didn't even think about it basically just being local Mm co-op i looked at it as something really kind of interesting and well done and pretty cool but in reality it's just ps2 (laughs) yeah it's it's just local local co-op but it's online that's kind of its whole thing it it does a good job of it though honestly it's um and the game will present you with a million tasks uh that require two people to complete and you sort of complete this task while doing what you got to do but also sort of focusing on what your uh co-op friend is doing and the game throughout the game will sort of shift focus between the characters so maybe something more exciting is happening on one screen suddenly it won't be a half that's filled up the screen uh that is in focus will enlarge and maybe push the character on the right to have a quarter of the screen and the other character will have three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of dynamic. Go get him. Get out of prison. <laughs> Action. Bad boys fun. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a sort of a buddy, buddy road trip, break out of prison drama um, uh, thing. Um, kind of I guess it's important just to stress that, like, it's a, um, it's like a narrative game in that, like, in the same way of, like, a Naughty Dog game or something along those lines of its focus is, like, telling a story with gameplay, um, and it's not, like, gameplay-centric, like, because I think that's what makes it interesting about it being a co-op game is that typically if you're playing a game cooperatively with someone else, it's a lot more, like, mechanic-based, like, story isn't so much relevant it's hard to tell a story while two people are playing a game uh much more just like objectives and go do the objectives whereas this is much more like this is an actual story we're trying to tell um go do this thing watch the cutscenes play out together blah 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 yeah pretty much and it's also worth mentioning that it's set 50s 60s in that sort of era yeah which i mean it's sort of um I guess it's worth mentioning, but also it's kind of irrelevant. Like, I don't think it does anything mm. with it. It kind of just uh, is. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it gives context to maybe why some of the prison is so useless. Um, and also <laughs> just, you know, I mean, a game like this could only work in a place where modern prison technology 
<laughs> yeah, that's what we theorized. We were like, this prison is really bad. It's it's a useless prison. <laughs> and it kind of has to be for you to escape, but... Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of dumb. Yeah, so, like, uh, basic, like, story premises, uh, you both... you're These two separate characters, you get to pick who you want to play at the start. It gives you, like, a little, like, um, rundown of who the character is, a, like, little bio. Um, uh, and you get chucked in, and... One of you, Leo, is already in prison, and Vincent is um, joining the prison. So you sort of play through He's joining, yeah, joining the prison. What you is being put? You watch him go into prison for the first time, um, uh, and they sort of meet up and and uh, and then decide to escape. Um, and that's the first, like, I don't know, probably well, not even like hour and a half. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I would say it's more. I'd say it's maybe it's two like, hours. Yeah, maybe it's the first two hours. Two and a half hours. Um, and then the rest of the game, they both turns out they both um have the same sort of enemy, the same guy that got them into prison, and they both set out to take him down, and that's why they broke out of prison because they wanted to uh, end him. Um, <laughs> and that's that's the what they do for the rest of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah where do you go from here i don't know you? man um i um i so i guess so the, the the writing and acting um is 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 not good um uh maybe just get that out of the way but it's it's like um i guess i i was saying i said quite a few times throughout like this this is kind of just um uncharted but co-op um and bad and and has nowhere near the level of like well probably a significantly smaller budget for one thing um and just like nowhere near the level of like writing effort or what i don't who knows um effort's the wrong word but yeah whatever the quality of the writing and acting is not anywhere near as good as that but it's it ends up with like very similar things of like we're being chased by um, a bunch of cars and we're on motorbikes or we're doing, we're going like, I don't know, just all these sort of things that definitely happen in like every Uncharted game um, happen here. And and to be fair, every sort of action adventure movie. Yeah. But ever, that, I mean, but you have this, like you have that, like the classic for me, the classic Uncharted thing is like two people wandering in like the wilderness, having a casual conversation. Um, and in this game, you're one of you're both, you're you're Nate and I'm Sully or whatever. And the conversation they're having is like significantly less interesting <laughs> than anything they ever talk about in Uncharted. Um, the characters are just bizarro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just straight up not as good writing. It can be boiled down to that pretty simply. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to kind of care for these characters. It's very tropey, but like in a way that, like it's like Uncharted is tropey. It's like built on tropes, but it manages to stand on its own with like the strength of its characters. Whereas like this is just like very bland. The guy you played as Vincent is like potentially the <laughs> he's, potentially he's the a, most boring. A, what? How would you describe him? He's like a brown he's piece just, of cloth. He's just like he's like he, a beige sponge. He's like someone's dad who just doesn't say anything when you come over. 
he's just like this like who are you man like what is <laughs> what are you doing here you're not interesting you're not funny you're not mean you're just you're a not guy kind he's just devoid and then you oh. got and then you got leo hey i'm leo <laughs> sorry <laughs> He's <laughs> this kind of Italian American superstar. <laughs> uh, bless him. Voice acting. I don't know. I don't know if it was just bad. I don't know. Or if it was just the way the guy talks. But it sounds put on. I'm sure it's not. So he's he's the brother of the the director of this game, um, and they are. Let me check. I think they're like. Swedish something. Swedish. Um, I can't look up Swedish. That's not going to find them. Um, Swedish in nationality? Yeah. Really? Uh, Swedish something else. Um, he's, the director's called Joseph Farris. They've got to be American. Joseph. No, I don't think they are. How do you spell I mean, Farris? I put on this sort of heavy what, Swedish jersey. Le- S- Swedish Lebanese. Um, wow. Um so the, yeah, uh, his brother Joseph was born in Beirut. So, so, so I guess that's what that accent is. <laughs> but it's pretty interesting. But it, but it's it's. And the actor, the guy who plays Leo, sort of... is called Faraz Faraz, which is bizarre. But that's a pretty cool thing to do to a child. Um, I mean, I love that he's using his brother. Yeah, very um, cool. Easy. It just isn't a convincing performance. And he's, yeah, um, he's he was also born in Lebanon and uh, is an actor. So he's in lots of things, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, know, I don't know if bad. that's his accent or if that's him putting on like a New Jersey thing. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a bit of both. <laughs> but any, either way, regardless of the accent, um, uh, the actual acting is, 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 is stilted. And I think like... Uh, it, to me, it sounds like those two main characters, it just sounds like they're in different rooms. You know, it just sounds like... Yes, they thought the same they're, thing. They are no, they're not talking to each other. Um, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and it's tough when it's sort of such a story-based game with essentially so little gameplay uh, because it means that, you know, it requires um, a lot of focus on dialogue. Mm. And when it's not great, it's uh, a bit of a squash. But as much as that is true, it shouldn't stop you from playing this game, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, we had a good has, time, huh? Yeah, it's it's super easy to sit down with a pal and enjoy this game. In part because it's dumb, uh, but also in part because it's kind of cool in a lot of ways. Once you can get over the fact that, you know, in the prison kitchen... Uh, some huge sort of steak knives which are sort of just over the counter <laughs> that the prisoners can just hop over easily and start having knife fights, which, uh, I mean, hey, I wasn't in prison in the 50s. No. I don't know, maybe that was a thing, uh, but I find it hard to believe. I think, I think the thing that I thought was coolest about this game is that it is not... Um... It's not a third-person shooter by by nature. That's not its core mechanic, um, which you'd think if you're looking at something like Uncharted, like you boil Uncharted down, it's a third-person shooter with some platforming. Whereas um, this game tries to be 
a third person shooter for actually a very small portion of it. There's like probably in the last hour, there's like shooting, which doesn't feel good, by the way. But there's there's like a shooting section. Um, but then for most of the game, you're doing much more like menial or different tasks. Like um, so the one of the first things we ended up doing was like one of us has to try and um, uh, break out of like disconnect the loo from the prison cell with a chisel while the other one watches for guards. And then we take turns to do that because we both have to get through the hole in the wall sort of thing. Um, or um, there's a bit where we went canoeing and mm, um, so fun. we both had to paddle on each side and we could swap sides to not hit the rocks and stuff. And it gets all rafty. And so like the game is constantly throwing out new mechanics for you to play with, with a friend, which is cool. Um, a lot of them, I think, a lot of them fall flat. There's a lot of just, like, for some reason, sometimes it, like, puts you in a space and there's just things to muck about with. And sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're like, why Why is this here? <laughs> why it's, why it's can so I Why can I do this? Like, I, I, I appreciate... So there's this, the moment I'm thinking of most where this first really happens is not long after you escape, you enter a... Well, you're looking for, like, clothes or just a way to, like, get away from the prison and you come across this like suburban house or whatever this countryside house actually some sort of farm yeah farmyard um and you you manage to get the people living there out of the house you like distract them by letting their horses escape then you just kind of have free reign to do whatever you want in this house for basically as long as you like and the house is just filled with like random tiny little mechanical things to do um and I think you sort of, each one of these you do, I don't know about you, Loki, but for each one of these I did, I was like, why can I do this? <laughs> like, every time. <laughs> like was, there was a bit, <laughs> glad I can do this, but it's so ridiculous because you start spending, you know, these people in our story had simply ran out of the house and essentially could come back at any moment. <laughs> yeah. And then where they're sitting down, turning the telly on, putting on some music, doing <laughs> then, the dishes yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, doing the dishes. Going through their food, uh, you know, start drawing little mustaches on picture frames. Everything. Um, and, yes, like, there's just something so literally, like, we're both just wandering around the house. We can see, at all times, it's important to stress, you can see what the other person's doing. And like, and then yeah, you just see, and like Vincent, the guy you playing, I was like, well, I might as well wash some dishes while I'm here. <laughs> and then you're just <laughs> you're not doing anything. You just press like square or whatever to wash dishes. Um, and I guess in theory, you could like rush through these levels, um, go straight to the sort of area it says for you to get to, and then leave. Um, but you want to in, sort of interact with things, and it's not like it's boring or anything, but it just feels quite goofy. Um, it's very goofy. And there's also, like, they like to put little, like, mini competitive games around the place for, like, because there's two players and they want to play against each other. So, like, what there's what are the random sports we did? Oh, there was a million. Let's see if we can name these. Arm wrestling? Uh, was, yeah, that was tough. That was, that was that maybe was really um, <laughs> that one was, of the most enjoyable thing. That was the most realistic the game. Uh, video Arm game wrestling. mechanic I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no joke, no joke. It is so. One of the problems with this game is that it's essentially uh, one button. <laughs> Pretty much, you interact with everything uh, with a single button, and then occasionally a second button. Yeah, it's got some like heavy uh, rain vibes in that sense. Yeah, you just you just press square and then occasionally triangle. Uh, but the arm wrestling was button mash square, 
against your opponent. Um, and that got pretty heated. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, two people button mashing as hard as they can for as long as they can. And I th- I believe- I've never sort of had to adjust my mindset to say, okay, Lucky, start breathing. You haven't, you haven't been breathing. Because, you know, I don't breathe when I button mash. Uh, and then, because you don't. Because <laughs> you, you, you sort of suffocated over that. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, I sort of hold my breath yeah, and yeah. sort of uh, vibrate, the, <laughs> vibrate the thumb as fast as you can. And then after 15 seconds, I'm like, oh, hang on. <laughs> you know, because you're there on the other side. Uh, you know, in a way that all PvP games work, <laughs> they're a lot harder than PvE games generally mm-hmm. because you're up against another human. Um, so there was nothing saying, okay, stop now, because it was basically just you and me hammering this button as hard as we could for, you know, what ended up being like a minute Yeah. before I thought I... Uh, anyway, you won. Yeah. <sighs> but um, Connect for... Which is again ridiculous because <laughs> we were looking for Vincent's uh, wife we, who yeah, just gave birth, <laughs> but there was a game of Connect Four in the hospital floor. We're also being hunted by the police, <laughs> but we have yeah. to stop for a little game of Connect Four. Uh, which I won that one, which put us at one-one. Yep. Um, there were things like darts, baseball. There was an arcade game, mm-hmm. uh, which you won to make it. Three, sorry, two, one, and make G the winner. Um, well, we sort of arbitrarily decided which of these were competitive and which of them we couldn't be bothered to make. <laughs> so it's not really yeah. two, one, because there were plenty which we just didn't really bother to engage with in that way. Sure. You know what? I think it's great that all this stuff was in there. Um, but as a human, you just want to do it all. Mm-hmm. You want to try all of it. I think if all that stuff had been available but you were on a sort of time limit, that stuff would be great. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because it's interesting. I mean, it's Hazelight is the company that makes this. Um, and they... I don't, did you ever play Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? Oh, yeah. What was that game? So that was like... It's funny because that game oh, is a cooperative yes, game. Very different. But only one person plays it. So like the way that game works is it's like a top-down or isometric sort of view... You have two little boys running around and you control one of them with the right stick and the other with the left stick, um, which is an interesting idea. And so you're sort of basically playing a cooperative game by yourself. Um, I wasn't like super keen on it when it came out. It came out years ago now. Um, but it's a nice idea. And for whatever reason, um, Yosef Fares seems to be interested in making these kinds of uh, games um, and tries to like, I guess there's an interest in, like, how do you make cooperative games that aren't just, like, like Diablo? Like, how do you do something that isn't just two people sort of mindlessly wailing away on something? And, like, use those mechanics to tell little stories or, like, have little moments. And every once in a while, I think Hazelight, they succeed. Because there's these, like, moments of, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a really cool... um, thing that I've never actually really done in a game and it works really well. Like, yeah, the, the canoeing thing was quite cool. And I think there, there were definitely a few other moments like that. Yeah, I, the ones you mentioned. I mean, I think watching out for the guards was great because it is literally one person doing a task and then the other person is, you know, looking left, looking right, saying, okay, hang on, hold up. Yeah. And then once one person has finally sort of ripped their toilet off the wall, 
you then have to sort of go up to the front of the bars where the two cells connect, pass the chisel to the other cell, mm. and then swap roles. And it yeah. feels great. But it's, it's interesting. One thing I was thinking about a lot was like how much of the value comes from being able to see the other person. And like, why is this more fun? Because you could you could play a lot of this game with a full screen of your own. Like there are moments, and I think that's where the game's at its worst, is when like when we're both just wandering around an area and there's like a checklist of things that need to get done. And um, we both just go off and do them independently. And the fact that someone else is also on the screen is kind of irrelevant, other than maybe like sometimes they might spark up a conversation with someone you haven't spoken to yet. So you can watch that conversation or they'll go into a cutscene or that isn't particularly right, but something like that. But for the most part, like that stuff feels quite bland and that could just be like a full screen shot. But then you have stuff where like, it's actually imperative to the gameplay that I can see Loki's screen right now, because even if we weren't talking, like in that scene, the um, the breakout scene, um, you don't need to be on voice chat. The game doesn't have any built-in voice chat itself. Um, not that I could see. Uh, to know what's going on you can just see like okay loki is literally looking in the direction of the guards um to see where the guards are therefore i know if the guard is coming or not um and i'd be i'd be curious to know what this game played like with a stranger or just you but without any voice chat like where it'd be much the same to be honest i mean i think what would be interesting is this game has so many stupid ways of communicating that you would end up communicating through the dumb actions <laughs> the game provides. Like, if anyone saw our Twitter, uh, <laughs> it's a bit where you can sort of... You have to splash in a stream, and I think you can, one, just sort of do it to interact with the water, but two, to all sort of move fish around. Uh, and we just spent five minutes splashing each other yeah, because it had this dumb animation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think probably that's how you'd end up communicating. We did so much of that bullshit. Classic, like, um, this game has quite a few, like, quick-timey sort of events. And there's sort of classic, like, it kind of just, when you press the button, it kind of just makes the animation go. And then when you release the button, the animation sort of reverts backwards. So it was, like, <laughs> it was just a lot of us, like, pressing square and watching this guy's hand, like, <laughs> the classic, like, heavy rain, like, slowly reach for the item and then reach away again as you release square. Um, yeah. A lot of those, like, goofy, like... You can't... You just, like... People, I feel like... You have to really be taking the game seriously to not want to do that stuff, I think, even when you're playing on your own. Um, especially with, like, QTEs. Like, if you give me, like, a QTE, like, some precious moment, um, I'm going to find it really hard not to try and make it look dumb. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the amount of times when a cutscene was playing out for one person and it would be semi-serious and then the other person would just sort of move their character into the cutscene <laughs> that was happening on the other side of the screen just to appear yeah. uh, was infinite. That happened essentially every cutscene. Yeah. You know, there was, there was one where you... Uh, I mean, these are slight story spoilers, but they're not interesting. Uh, your character, Leo, was meeting his son uh, for the first time in a while since he'd been in prison, and he ran away out of a window, and then I sort of just sort of moved to where the window was. 
So your character was looking longingly out this window and my head was just there in front of you. Yeah. Um, and that stuff is impossible not to do. And it, I think that is as well some of the coolest stuff. Like when the game kicks off and I'm in the prison and you can see me moving around way off in the distance of your character. I think you were on like the third level of this building and I was down on the ground floor. And if you sort of moved over to the edge, you could see me moving around on the floor. And I think that stuff is very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, when you can sort of just get a cheeky peek mm -hmm. at your uh, co-op partner without them sort of being in the focus of the shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's a fun game. Goofy game. Yeah. There's some uh, great moments. I think, honestly, the kayaking was probably my favorite moment. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think the start of this game is a lot better than the... Yeah, I think I think you were saying, part. just like, the the act, like the specific direction of we need to break out of prison just lends itself to a lot of interesting moments. And, like, that cooperative stuff really was the strongest there. Um, and I kind of wish... I kind of wish the more of the game took place than they didn't like. They, it feels like they rushed through it to get to the rest of the game, and there isn't. Once that's over, it feels like there are fewer and fewer like interesting mechanical moments after that. Yeah, because naturally, prison is barriers. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Prison is just a bunch of things to stop you from doing things, which sort of forces you to come up with interesting ways to get around them. But when you're out in the real world, it's just like, you know, walk where you want, do what you want. <laughs> I, was, I was remembering when we had to get that chisel out of the, like, workshop in the prison. And we just sort of basically ended up taking it in turns, like, one person to go through security and the other person just, just pass it over through the window right next to security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they distract the yeah. guard. Honestly, the prison sucks. The prison, not a good prison. It was such a bad prison. It was, um, and it was also essentially Shawshank Redemption. Yes, this whole game, especially in prison, was Shawshank Redemption. The warden looked identical. Mm -hmm. uh, you go through sewage. There's people tarring the roof, and you make a joke about asking for beer. They smuggle goods in the library cart. It's, it is Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> um, which is. Fine, but just weird, because obviously that movie is so famous and so good mm -hmm. uh, that you just think, okay, this is the exact same, but whatever. Yeah, I I assume they had a lot of that film as reference when they were like making and modeling stuff, which is also yeah. it's quite a nice looking game. I think we said that a couple times. Mm. Yeah, the game looks great. Yeah, models are lovely, lighting's lovely. Really nice looking game, uh, which makes it much more enjoyable to play because you really do sort of focus on the visuals when you've got this split three split screen thing going on. Yeah, and you're and you're the thing you're interacting with a lot of it. You know, like it's not like other games where you're running through this stuff. Like the game kind of forces you to like look at quite a lot of what's in there. So it's good that they really focused on that. Mm. Yeah, occasionally watching two screens is kind of awkward. Um, especially I found when 
I was doing something and then the action on your screen was more exciting. Uh, so I sort of started <laughs> watching your screen and then my character is uh, just unresponsive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a couple of times where I had to like nudge you to like carry on with what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just get caught up. <laughs> caught up in your screen. It is funny how sometimes like uh, the game wants to tell a specific story about one of the characters a lot of Leo, to be honest, a lot of the character I played, um, and doesn't really have anything for Vincent to do. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, um, yeah, when you go to see your son for the first time, like Vincent just doesn't really have much going on at this house. So it's like, what did you end up doing? You know, just playing darts for like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, not long enough to get that one eighty. Uh-huh. But I did get it. I did get the one eighty later on. Yeah. Um, they do give you another chance, which is... Quite a few... Yeah, there were quite a few dartboards in this game. Yeah, it was, I think, one of the more enjoyable mini-games. Yeah. Which is essentially what this entire game was. Lots of mini-games that two people could perform. We should... um One day we should... uh When we have too much time on our hands, we should try to get a list of those types of mini-games in games and rank the best and the worst. As in just mini games in games? Yeah, like that kind of like dartboard thing. Like classics like, I don't know, GTA 4 bowling or darts. Those two, basically. <laughs> the ones that always show up in games, darts and bowling. There's so many. Golf. Yeah. G- I mean, GTA has a ton. Best game in a game. The pro- the That's got to be a list. Every, Let me look up best. Every Every game has these things it would take forever yes it'd be impossible but we should start taking uh we should start off a tumbler you do that <laughs> and i'll support you from the side uh, okay that's not a list so best game in a game is not a list if anyone has read an article about best games in games please let me know i'm trying to think what has some good ones i guess yakuza has a lot that's true. Speaking of Yakuza, speaking of Sega, I was literally about to say, did you know that, I don't remember when, sometime in the 90s, I think, Sega patented the idea of having mini games inside loading screens, which meant mm. that no other games could have, like, little games to play while a game loaded for 20 years or something. It just got re- it just ended, like, five years ago or something. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Crazy, huh? Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's one in Splatoon, isn't there, I think. Uh, while you're waiting for a match I to load, you can play a little mini, like... It's kind of like a doodle jump remember. kind of thing. Uh, in one, maybe. Maybe. Which I didn't play. I don't think there was any in two. Okay, maybe I'm making that up. Anyway. Anyway. Um, if you like... Playing lots of tiny games inside a bigger game. And talking to a friend. Try. Yeah. Try oh, this yeah. game. Do you want to briefly talk about uh, the ending? Maybe it's not worth it. Let's skip it. Just find play it for yourself. <laughs> I think it, the ending was mostly dumb, but... um, But, like, a fun way to Kinda end cool. it. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I d- think it's worth mentioning... Dumb narratively, the- but mechanically kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and dumb mechanically as well. Let's be honest. <laughs> really dumb mechanically. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, 
do we also want to talk about the fact that you came up with a idea for a segment on the show called GG and T? I I don't really I don't really want to claim that as my idea. That's your idea. But maybe GG and T can collectively say we come up with that disaster of a name. This is Louis's idea. It's called GG and T, where we have a G and T <laughs> and play a game. Yeah, it's because I was uh, drinking gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true. Yeah, it is. Because you came up with that and then got a gin. Oh, I think I said I want a so... gin and tonic. And then I got a gin and tonic. No, no, trust me. Okay. Um, it was something along the lines of saying maybe this would be nice with the G&T. And then I think you just said GG&T yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's when Brilliant was born. Uh, anyway, that segment won't be happening. What, what, well, I, I love the idea. It just doesn't. There's no way to fit it in. Because we have to then just what go stop the podcast, get a G and T. What's the value to the listener there? Well, editing. <laughs> the work I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> the little intro you I have it. to write for G and T. Anyway, um, should we move on? Should we wrap this up? Only if you have a game for me to play. I do. I do, I do, I do. Dude, I didn't even um, have to remind you this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I was like, I'm not going to say it this time. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how I'm it prepared. goes. I, I leave it up to God. And God has provided. Uh, and, okay, uh, you want some clues? Yeah, I do. I think they'll be pretty easy, and I think you'll get it. Um, the first clue is that we have already paid for it. We've already paid for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it... That's kind of like an abstract abstract version of what the obvious clue would okay, be. Okay, riddle me this. Have we already played it? No. Okay. You might have. A long time ago, I haven't. Oh, I see. We've already paid for it separately? <laughs> well... That's up to interpretation. Uh, second clue. This is a game that is one of the few games that I considered buying on disc. What would you mean? For a certain console. <laughs> okay. This is one of the few games I considered heavily buying for PC on a disc. What? Where? Like, how recently? What do you think? Use the clue as context. Um, <laughs> considered heavily buying recently for PC. I, I didn't. I didn't say recently. Did I say recently? You said recently. Okay, I'm in a haze. Uh, so not recently. Why for PC? So think about That's a big clue because there was only a sort of a small window when I would have considered buying myself a game for PC. Oh, is it Spore? On a disc. It's Spore. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing Spore. It's so weird that I knew what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do own a copy of Spore. Why? <laughs> well, also, it's... it's um. 
on the Games Pass that we bought to play away. Oh, is it? Well, I just, yeah, on I own, it. I own it on Pass. Steam. I think I bought it for like a couple of pennies years ago. Perfect. Well, <laughs> it's also on the Game Pass. Um, oh. And it's one that I wanted to play a lot. Have you, have, have was... you never played it? <laughs> I've never played oh, it. Lucky. You're in for a treat, my friend. I wanted to play it so much when I was... I would say the first few hours of Spore are by know, far the best 13, few hours, so it's good that we've got the premise of this game. years ago, I wanted to play this game. Stupid game. But yeah, okay, we can play Spore. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, we should get Will Wright on the show. Yes. I don't know who that is. He's the creator of Spore and The Sims. Oh, wow. Big cheese. He's the big cheese. Oh, look at him. He looks like a sort of oldie-timey American man. <laughs> I guess he is. There you go. I guess he's, yeah, I guess he's like the founder of Maxis, isn't he? Yeah, co-founder of Maxis. Oh, he's not that old. No. I mean, yeah, he's not that old. He's, 60, he's 61. Yeah. He's probably like one of the older um, game developers, though. Sure. Sim City. We did Sim City. Yeah, too. He did all the Sims. Sim Ant. Well, Sim City is an interesting one because I mean the difference between that and the Sims is night and day. Anyway, let's wrap this up. And of course, he did Spore. Uh, Yes, which I of course cannot wait for. For uh, his 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 masterpiece. Yes, the pinnacle of his opus magnum. Yes, mm-hmm. nice dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for, but couldn't find. Mm. Um, this podcast. Oh, we got a nice review. Um, oh, we sometime did sometime at the end of February. Uh, it just came through. Um. I sent it to you. Let me find your online name. It was WormsNet. Thanks, WormsNet. It is hard to explain why we're so great. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Very nice. Thank you. Yes. uh, I loved the review. Um, uh, And happy to hear that you enjoy it when we disagree as well. Yeah. Quite often. When we agree. There sure. was there was a line sure. in here about how we choose games we think the other's deliberately going to hate. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think that is the case. I think it's a case of pick games that they may hate. They may hate, but no, I think we always pick something thinking they might find some value in it. At least I do. Or no say will hate. Yeah, I think that's fair because sometimes I know you will hate a game that I make you play. <laughs> I guess so. But I think... There's a big difference between finding value in it while still hating it and hating it and not finding value in it. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's anything... I ha- oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't say anyway. Um Anyway, awesome review. Thank you. It's... Um... Thanks, Wormsnet. Thanks, Wormsnet. Uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, love to hear it, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. So, big thanks. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, so uh, listen to the podcast wherever you listen to it this time. I think just do that one again. Recommend it. Um, uh, we got uh, Twitter, uh, uh, timeplay3hr, and an Instagram, timeplay3hr, and a Gmail, 
pineplay3hr at gmail.com. If you have any recommendations, why not send us an email? Um, yeah, please do. Uh, anything else, Lucky? No. Have a good day. Hope you're well. Mm. Um, keep it real. Mm. Have have a nice have a nice dinner. Whatever you're gonna have, have a good one. I think you deserve a nice one. Absolutely. Cool. Hey. Right. Catch you. Dude. See ya.